I don't know how to start this. So uh, this is, <laughs> we've already done the pilot of, of this. Uh, I do have a, a better mic set up now, so hopefully we'll, we'll have some better sound quality as we go into what I guess would be episode one. Uh, this is the Queer Co-op Podcast. We might just start calling it the Queer Cast, I don't know. We stand the Queer Cast. We stand the Queer Cast. This is uh, me, Monty, and then my son Nick is here, as well as the grandson, Zap. And uh, we're, we're live streaming this on TikTok, as well as recording this. This is recorded on cassette, and then I'll figure out a way to upload it onto the internet and uh, go from there. But it's going to be a very dirty cut podcast. There's no, there's not going to be any editing except maybe, maybe if I can figure it out, I'll, uh, I'll get it fixed in what is called post. I'll have Postmates come fix it. It's what's going to happen. I'm going to have a Postmates guy come over and just going to be like, hey, I know you delivered food, but can you also fix my cassette recording? Poor underpaid employee. Yeah, you know what? Like, I'll, I'll get him started as a sound engineer. Not because I'll teach him anything or give him a job, but I'll just point him in that direction. Uh, let me get my tablet out here, and uh, we're going to go into the Discord and figure out what people want me to talk about. Um, if we run out of stuff to talk about, I'll probably pull stuff from uh, the, whatchamacallit, I'll like probably pull stuff from the TikTok chat, we'll see, I might be interacting with TikTok chat a little bit. Uh, some moderators from the Queer Co-op are in here, we have uh, Gina, Arrow, and Slime Guy, and uh, they'll be helping me mod, or basically just manage the TikTok chat while we're here, but... Uh, just gonna pull this up and just start, I guess. Uh, uh, I don't know why. Here you go. But my my uh, my tablet has everything way too narrow. So maybe it's because it needs to be flipped. Need to be flipped. Is that? Oh yeah, it just needs to be flipped. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. So I'm just gonna talk about shit. Um, First thing today is Vic Market wants me to talk about J.K. To quote, J.K., talk about the J.K. Rowling shit that happened because she's awful. Uh, multiple pansexual hearts, please. And I can do that. Because um, I was never really into Harry Potter in the first place anyway. And we'll get into this later. But that might be because my dad told me I'd go to hell if I watched Harry Potter as a kid. My mom told me that too. Yeah, it was like, oh, hey, it's satanic and you're going to... Yeah, religious households are the worst. Uh, Christianity is also the worst. You know, I'm not, I don't know about numbers, but I'm pretty sure Christianity has a pretty high kill count at this point. Catholicism, though. Does that not fall in Christianity? It does, but it's just worse. It's just, you get worse worship sessions and you don't actually have to read the Bible, right? And you also get assaulted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get, you get assaulted by the, the past, the what do they call him? Is it a priest? Yeah. By the Padres? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, hey, trigger warning. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of gross shit here, and I'm not <laughs> good at a filter. Um, I'll try and say trigger warning before I say things, but if I don't, you know, this is kind of this is kind of the warning. So if you have sensibilities, I'm sorry ahead of time. Uh, yeah, so J.K. Rowling. Uh, I never, I didn't get to watch the Harry Potter movies when I was younger because... My dad told me I'd go to hell because there was witchcraft there and devil worship. And uh, I don't know, when I watched them, I kind of didn't care. Because even as a kid, I couldn't relate to characters that were kids. Like, 
Like, if you just had, like, a punk-ass... Oh, I didn't record what time we started. It's 23.24 right now. I'll assume this ends at 23.55, because once the tape ends, it just ends. and There's no... I can't, like, go back. <laughs> so we'll, we'll try our best. But anyway, um... Yeah, so I, I wasn't really into them. Like, I had friends that were into them, and, like, I got Hogwarts sorted on Pottermore.com, and... I've taken the test twice, and I'm surprised, surprised, a Slytherin, Slytherin twice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm a Slytherin twice, and then also we, I think, what is the, the ectoplasm thing that's your spirit animal? Uh, your Patronus? Yeah, my fucking Patron, 100 poo tequila. My Patron is a, was a field mouse, which, you know, I love rats, so I guess I kind of fall the line, but... Uh, apparently J.K. Rowling is a pretty horrible person. Like, the internet and some friends have told me that she is what is called a, a TERF, which, which is what? Trans-exclusionary radical feminist, which, you know, the second half of that sounds pretty neat, but the first half of that does and, uh, having children that are trans, I don't really like that. Um, I don't know, it sounds like a, you know, just a piece of shit white woman that decided that, you know, the world didn't center around her enough, so she decided to... Oh, it's Derp. Derp has finally come back. Whoa. Yeah, he finally left the under... Are you going to let me grab you? You're just going to be an asshat. Come here, ass. Yeah, look at my giant fucking cat. Eat the rich. Hell yes, line bait the rich. This is Derp. He's huge. You guys on the podcast can't see because it's on TikTok, but he's big. This is my giant cat who does not look pleased at me manhandling him, so I'm just going to... That sounded worse than it was. He didn't fall and hit his head or anything. He just knocked over a, a charging block I had on the floor. But, um... <laughs> yeah, J.K. Rowling's a piece of shit. Uh, I've heard also that, like, the Harry Potter series is incredibly problematic because it's very anti-Semitic. Like, the one I hear get heard about all times is how, like, the, the banking goblins or something are basically J.K. Rowling's, like, uh, analogy for... For, for Jewish peoples, I should say. You're joking. No, no, and like it made sense because like J.K. Rowling made the goblins that are the bankers in that series like short, balding, old men with big noses. Like she basically like when they made the movies and like described them in the books, like made them a like Nazi s caricature of what like the Nazis said the Jews were. See, knowing her, I'm entirely unsurprised. Yeah, like, and I'm, I'm sure it's, like, how, there was stuff, like, uh, that, I've, that I've heard and read just about, like, there are no main, there's no people of color main characters, and apparently she's writing a book now that's centric on a cross-dressing man murdering people, or a man who thinks he's a woman murdering people, and, like, if that's not a straight-out attack on trans people... I don't know what is. Derp, you know, I'm not going to stop you from getting on the workbench, but I wish you wouldn't. Um, but, yeah, someone in the chat, or Frey in the chat, is saying it's not something she came up with on her own, she just heavily perpetuated it. Maybe, I don't know, all I'm saying is if I was the author of a book series that influenced literally millions, if not a billion people, I probably would have said something about it to correct it if she had any hand in it. But, um, you know what, I'm not a world-famous author that lives in a giant-ass mansion in the United Kingdom that 
probably makes enough money to solve at least a large portion of world hunger in the world. So I'm just a dude smoking and talking to people with a microphone. Um, so yeah, that's J.K. Rowling. That's all I can really think of to talk about that. Someone else said something. Let's pop open the tablet because I'm just an old man at heart. Um, Slime guy was asking, uh, death could hear you move on from Christianity and like your exit from the cycle of socialization. So I guess we'll talk about Christianity first. Uh, excuse me. I'm going to check the tapes. The only way I know how, which is just leaning over here and looking at how much tape is left. I would assume I'm maybe about like a third of the way in on this tape. So maybe 10 minutes in. I don't know. But, um, whatchamacallit, grew up very Christian. Uh, my dad made sure of that. And like, as far as like Christian upbringing goes, I kind of lucked out because I was non-denominational, which means I was like, like, yeah, like hippie Christians. So like I went to a church by the beach and like we wore board shorts and sandals to worship and we had like a rock band and our youth group was cool and everyone was cool. And like when I was in church, I assumed everyone in there was a saint because to my brain at the time, I was like, there's no way someone could be in church and be this cool and be anything but a godly person. <laughs> uh, like what, I think my dad was the first one to start shaking that out of me because I was like, he wanted me to get a girlfriend, but he had a specific girl in mind that was a friend of his or a friend's. We were like younger teenagers. Uh, but it was, like, a church friends of his daughter. And, you know, she was nice. I, I won't name her name, but she was cool. But I was more interested in another girl. And my dad was like, you don't want her. She's a hoochie mama. <laughs> and I was like, I remember my first reaction was like, what's a hoochie mama? And, like, my dad grew up really hood. Um, someone, there's some asshole in the chat who's like, Basically, I apparently is feeling attacked that I'm talking shit on cis people. But hey, uh, cis, oh, cis people kind of. I'm kinda... so so sorry <laughs> that you feel attacked with all of your rights and privileges. Yeah. I wish I understood how you feel, but I don't have all of those yet. Yeah, cis people kind of suck. The tea. The tea. Oh well, I mean, if you didn't intend it that way, I'm sorry. But just so you know, that's where we stand. <laughs> Not no offense taken if it wasn't intended. Uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> the question was like, can only cis people be murderers? And I will say probably a great proportion of the murderers are cis people. If there has been a trans murderer, I don't know of one, but I know of many that I can list off the top of my head who are, cause I fall asleep to forensic files every night. <laughs> Thanks Netflix. Sponsored by forensic files. This podcast is sponsored by Netflix and forensic files. Maybe if the murderers started sleeping with people that, like, were of the same sex, they'd have those problems. Yeah, like, maybe. They obviously ain't getting maybe any just, ass from the way they yeah, be. It's just a lot of internalized homosexuality is what causes murders. Incels. Probably fucking incels. Anyway, um, see, so yeah, I grew up Christian, and then I was pretty Christian up until, like, my dad turned crazy abusive. And then, um... Oh, yeah, I'm also sponsored by Stanley Tools. Just one of the Stanley Tools, though. Only one. Only their one screwdriver everything. But, uh, which I know you haven't murdered anyone, Gina, but you know where this is going. Uh, but we, uh, I grew up really Christian, and then, like, when my dad was going batshit and got pretty abusive, and I had to run away from him, and, like, we have a better relationship now, was when I was like, huh, how could my dad be so godly, but also beat the shit out of me? <laughs> kind of thing. 
Like, he would always quote this one Bible passage that was like, spare not the rod. And I was like, that's a really shitty thing for a God to say. You know? And, My mom used to do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, like, like, nothing really helps you feel like you're a bad kid, like your parents saying, like, I'm hitting you because God told me to. <laughs> oh, but, um, yeah, and I moved up to Idaho, and I became, like, I was still, I guess, Christian-aligned, but I wasn't a practicing Christian. And then I went to... Like, I went to a couple Mormon churches, which is actually, like, that's where I would get a lot of my dating pool from as an older teenager. Oh, well, because, like, when I was, when I would go, like, I would go to, like, wards, and, like, you walk in there, and if you're, like, a, you could be any man, because the way the Mormon church conditions their females is that their only purpose is to get a husband. So when you come in there, and you're, a, and you're a dude, they're like, wow, I can't wait for you to come back from missions so we can fucking hook up kind of thing, you know, and maybe it's less problematic now, I don't know, I'm not involved with the LDS church, because, um, some days I'm an atheist, most days I'm a Satanist, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, whatchamacallit, and then, uh, I, I kind of didn't care about religion for a while, then I went to boot camp, but of course in boot camp, you, like, you start believing in God again, because your life is just insane at that time, and, like, I had the boot camp Bible. I never went to church, though, on the holiday routines you got in boot camp, because, like, you you would get kind of off on Sundays, which meant that, like, the first half of your Sunday, like, there wasn't a time limit on your showers, and, like, you got to spend, like, a little bit of relaxing time writing letters to your family and shit like that. Well, it was that, but also I think it's because, like, they understand that, like, if you don't get a little bit of respite, you'll probably throw yourself away. You know, and it's kind of like why the military is such a high suicide right now, because a lot of sailors, soldiers, Marines, and airmen don't get breaks. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, and then I kind of, again, didn't care. I would, like, only pray whenever I got scared about shit, which was usually, like, whenever I accidentally made someone, or, like, when I would have, when I would have pregnancy scares, that's when I would start believing in God again. And I'd be like, oh, shit, the condom ripped. Like, oh, my God, you know what? Hey, God, you know, I haven't checked in in a while, but, like, if... If she could not be pregnant, that'd be really cool. <laughs> um, that was the thing. I don't know, and then I stopped caring for a while, and then it kind of made, like, when I would think about it, and I would feel guilty, because, like, when you leave Christian religions, like, you still have this, like, fear of, like, that day of reckoning, when, like, you die, and, like, you're going to be sitting there at the gates of heaven, they're going to say, no, you didn't accept Jesus or whatever saints, you're going to hell, yeah, right? Uh, and then one day I just kind of stopped caring about it. And then, like, it really clicked when I was like, wow, you know what, like, if, if, like, one of the biggest religions in the world endorses murdering millions and billions, probably billions if you go from, like, history of time, people, maybe it's not the one I want to be associated with. And then I started reading books about Satanism, and then everything became clear to me. Because, like, when you start looking at things from the other side of, uh, the religious spectrum, and, like, some people have said that, like, Satan is just a construct of... Christianity, which, like, it might be. Like, I'm not going to fucking bullshit you. It might be, but I like the idea of being the anti-hero in this equation, so I I go through my life with that in mind. Um, but yeah, I fell out of Christianity because I, was, I think the biggest thing was when I was like, you know what? I don't think it's a sin to fornicate. Like, I don't think it's a sin to go out and have sex because if I was a being that was designed with the literal only purpose of, or has evolved, sorry, not design, because I don't believe in creative design, I believe in evolution, uh, but I've evolved to have the sole purpose of going out and spreading my gene seed as far as possible, 
I'm pretty sure that having premarital sex isn't a sin. Anyway, you know, I kind of fell out of Christianity there, and now I'm very openly anti-Christian, even though I'm surrounded by them, because, uh, you know what, it's it's definitely the religion of hate. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of conclusions you can draw, or similarities you can draw, I mean, between, you know, the Trumpies driving their trucks in Portland in a parade, and ISIS during its heyday driving its pickup trucks with its flags. It's like the same thing. It's just middle-aged to young men with guns riding the back of trucks with flags. It's the same fucking thing. Uh, ooh, sorry, that was a little loud. Uh, I think we're running out of time almost. Not really. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it go. Um, the other thing that uh, Slimeway wanted me to talk about was the uh, they talked about getting out of the socialization circle, which there's a really cool graph that uh, that she put up. I'll say that because I'm not sure what Slime's declared gender is. But uh, a cool graph you can see in the Discord server that shows what the socialization circle is. And um, oh, as far as someone said super awesome valid points, as far as the points go, that, that similarity between uh, Trump supporters and ISIS is not something I discovered on my own. It was literally a TikTok I saw, and I was like, oh, yeah, that does kind of make sense. So, um, but looking back as well, uh, again, there's this graph you can see on uh, on the Discord channel. I recommend if you guys are here, go go get on the Discord, as long as you meet the requirements of our rules in the server rules, which is basically... Oh, I thought you were gesturing to me. I was like, yeah, that's good. We actually just wanted the hookah. Okay. <laughs> but um, go join the server, because we're cool. And basically, you can get there so long as, I think it's basically like, you just can't be straight. Can't be a fucking Karen. You can't be a Karen. Can't you be a Trumpy. Can't be a Trumpy. And being straight's pretty boring. Like, it's okay. You, you can, like, it, it's, you can be straight. But you definitely can't be, like, the straight dudes that, like, are doing the lesbian growl on TikTok. Oh, yeah, you can't, you can't be that guy. You can't, you can't be the I have gay friends guy. Oh, slime guys declared pronouns that are she, her, but also they, them, depending on. I thought so. Yeah, it makes the most sense. Um. Yeah, get on the Discord server. Don't be an asshole, or my moderators will find you and, and break your kneecaps. Obviously, so, we won't um, just break them; we'll obliterate. We we are we are sponsored by the uh, concept of breaking people's kneecaps. Um, Gina, stop being a <clears throat> stop it. I know you miss me. I miss you too. <laughs> um, she didn't say she misses me. She's just being facetious. Um. Anyway, so yeah, the socialization circle, I was pretty, like, the socialization circle is basically, like, you spawn, you get conditioned, and then you get guilt trips slash kind of corrected when you break away from the social norms you're conditioning, and then you either go back to, like, start where, like, you get conditioned again and fall in line, or you break away from that, and, like, I didn't break away from that, I think, until very late in my life, very recently, maybe a year or two ago, I'm 20 six about to be 27 and like i i was involved in this hurdle for a while um and like for me the big turning point was the military because the military was the first time where i was like oh my god you can't trust people in power or authority figures because they'll just screw you over literally uh because trigger warning uh when i was in the military 
I knew multiple people, including myself, that got raped by superiors, and it's it's just a problem in the United States military. Uh, and I think someone else actually also asked me to talk about um, the perception of veterans, which I will do. Uh, I just got I just want to credit them correctly. Uh, who was it? Oh, Vic Market wanted to talk about it. Uh, so to kind of blend in what we're talking, so we're talking about the socialization circle, which for me involves my time in the military, but also uh, we're the way I broke out of that was something that Vic Market brought up, which was uh, another idea just came up with. You can always talk about how it's problematic in a sense to always think of veterans as heroes. We're not, by the way, because uh, most of the time they're white cis guys with God complexes. True. Elaborate more on that would be nice and how you and Alexis are both extremely unconventional in terms of being veterans because you ended up being pro-choice, BLM, anarchists, even after serving for the country. That may be a little too nuanced for a one-time podcast discussion. I apologize for my journalism brain taking over. You are fine, big market. Um, but yeah, so when I was in the military and uh, I really trusted the system and the people pointed over me for a while and then I had my sexual assault. And I kind of conditioned myself to be like, oh, no, it was my fault for these reasons, right? Um, and then I started seeing more and more of people I worked with, uh, and not just seeing it and knowing about it. Like, I was the first responder that was picked by the victims to be their chosen, like, friend throughout the sexual assault. Uh, I guess a lot of people call it sexual assault, like, the official term is sexual assault prevention response. Realistically, what it is is sexual assault suppression and throw it under the rug because that's that's what it is in the military. Like when when a person gets raped, they will usually, if they report it, um, get transferred. Uh, I've known a few cases where uh, specifically sailors have gotten raped by other sailors. Almost always ones that are uh, in superior ranks over them, and they get um, what we call it. Usually, what happens is the raped sailor, the victim, will get sent over to another command uh, and another duty station. And that's usually, at least for the Navy, but I think also the Marine Corps and probably the Army and Air Force, that's how they correct things when it comes to rape. Uh, there's almost never convictions. Uh, I know one scenario specifically where um, a female sailor is raped by multiple men, and even though the JAGs, like the military attorneys, recommended that charges be pressed, the commanding officer of the base who ultimately had the... Uh, the authority to press charges not decided not to, despite overwhelming evidence, because he has the power to do that, and there is no democracy in the military. It's a big-ass fascist organization, because this is a happy podcast where we talk about happy things. Yeah. Yep. That's where when I when I finally started seeing multiple of my friends assaulted, and then also the military culture of like, don't trust victims. Anyone who doesn't fall in line is a snowflake or a traitor or something. And then, um, oh yeah, that term we love the snowflake term. It's pretty sick. Um, like I know one person in particular who in his work center had a handful of his sailors raped, and I think I'll just say it because by the time this releases, this will be. Uh, I'll be out. I retire and fucking what? What's the date today? Is it the sixteenth? Fifteenth. I retire in seventeen days. Uh, but over at Patrol Squadron Nine, Work Center Two Ten, good old Howard Suyat, super big Trumpy. 
Uh, you can hear the goblin in the background. Uh, dude, that guy had at least one, I think two or three sailors, have sexual assault issues under him, and he still denies it. Uh, he didn't perpetuate it, but like he is not one to believe survivors. So, uh, and me and him have had many engagements from time to time. But um, much McCoy. But that kind of dropped me out of the circle. Like once I realized that like nothing matters, and like I I, I went from like this uh, libertarian get or keep what you earn, and like your value is in what you provide or what you offer society, uh, to what you see today, which is this big, brown, pansexual guy in Idaho that just makes a living by pissing people off. Usually it's always Trumpies. Your dad tried to call me a libertarian? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an anarcho-socialist. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, but we... Uh, you know, I, I went that route, and really what radicalized me was the military. Oh, let's get, we'll get Zach in here. Hi, Zach. This is the grandson. He's that big boy. He's a precious boy. It's a little cold. Um, yeah, that was my radicalizing experience with the military. You know, just multiple sexual assaults. The, the sexual assault numbers in the military are one in three, I think. That's just reported. Uh, one in three sailors, soldiers, and marines, and airmen are raped in the military. Um, and that's just what's reported. So the numbers are much higher than that because there's still a lot of repression, or I guess suppression in that. And if it's not it's not official, but it is, it's there. Speaking from experience, like you are not encouraged to talk about it. Derp is climbing the screens. Yeah. This asshole. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of that in the military. And all I can really say about it is uh, kind of going off of more of what uh, Vic Market asks. Veterans are not heroes. Service members are not heroes. Even the dude who went over and got the Purple Heart in Afghanistan is not a hero, right? Because ultimately, you're not volunteering for service uncompensated. Military members are compensated pretty well compared to most Americans. Uh, 36 months of school covered by taxpayers uh, with a living allowance. Um, TRICARE, like 100% medical coverage. Taxpayer covered. Um, whatchamacallit, uh, government-provided housing, government-provided food is what they get. Like, that's their compensation, as well as their base pay. And then tons of money in non-taxable stuff like per diem or um, clothing allowances and stuff like that. Um, like me, I was an aviation electrician. Like, I was essentially a corporal by the time I left the military because I don't want to get in the Navy ranks because they're dumb. But, like, I, at best, I was just a mercenary technician. Like, these dudes who are going to the military, these people who are going to the military, they're going for two reasons, maybe three. Usually it's they're dumb, they're indoctrinated, and they're going because they want to go do what they do at Call of Duty, right? Or they're poor. Or they're, they're poor. That's, okay, let me, sorry, tangent. The people in our country have been shoved into a corner because their only option, once they run out of money, is to go into the military so they can support their family. Exactly. And that, that was me. I, I joined up because I ran into a I ran into a bad corner where I was going to lose my house. I wasn't going to be able to go to school. My only option was go to work in a factory and be a wage slave for the rest of my life or join the military and maybe go to college once again. And now I'm 100% disabled and an incredibly unstable man with a lizard. But, um, maybe it'll just be my producer now. 
Nick the producer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but we, uh, whatchamacallit, I don't know, man, like, there's no heroes. Like, especially those motherfuckers who are like, I'm nine generations military, like, I'm not impressed. That's just nine generations mercenary. Like, it, it's not important. But yeah, that's how, that's how good old Ho dropped a socialization circle. Radicalized by the military. Veterans aren't heroes. We're just, we're just citizens that get the privileges and, like, government safety nets that we should all get. Uh... Alexis is having a great time. Are you there? Yeah, man, if you join the Discord chat, Alexis and a bunch of people do a gaming channel, and uh, it's good times, if you can't tell. Um, what else we got going on? I don't think there's much else to talk about. Uh, someone wants to know about a childhood memory that I'm comfortable sharing. Uh, me and my dad, before like personal computers were affordable, at least gaming computers were, we used to go to uh, internet cafes in uh, the Orange County area. We would play video games together. We played Counter-Strike. Like, my first internet game I ever played was uh, the original Counter-Strike, and I was playing that with my dad at a young age. Oh, yeah, we're running low on tape, so we're almost done here. Uh, they are having a great time back there. Remember when Alexis used to pop out when I was playing Minecraft and tell me I was too loud? Yes. Yeah. Which <laughs> uh, is funny. Like, Where do I live? I'm in southern Idaho. Um, I am the house in Kimberly, Idaho with all the pro-LGBT, BLM, pro-Native, and anti-Trump signs in my yard. And I'm the guy who's doing yard work getting screamed at by guys in Ford F-150s. You just dox yourself? Oh, I've done that many times. Okay. I didn't tell him the address. Oh, well, it's yeah. here. Yep, it's here. Um, I think we're almost out of tape. It's, it's getting low. Uh, so I guess let's cut this off. This has been the first official episode of the QueerCast. I don't know what else to say about that. Um... Yeah, it's a good time. We're gonna, we're just gonna keep doing shit like this, I guess, uh, as long as I can. I have nothing else going on in my life because my body's broken and my mind just isn't there anymore. So, uh, yeah, come back if you do. If you don't, whatever. I don't fucking care. <laughs> uh,